We are three friends exploring connection from the coffee shop to the podcast studio. I'm Amy. I'm Anna. I'm Aaron. All right. Welcome back, everybody. To kick off our episode today, we're going to start off with Anna with a correction from last <laughs> last episode. All right. So I totally butchered the Lost Connections author's name. I called him Johan, and it's actually Johan. So I needed to correct that. Well done. Well sorry, done. Johan. I'm really sorry about that. All right. And then just right <laughs> off the bat, a few announcements. Our email is up and running. So big make day. sure. Big it's day. Exciting. <laughs> Feel free to reach out at hello at lessalonepodcast.com. We would love to hear from you. We also have Instagram at Less Alone Podcast, Twitter at Less Alone Pod. We have a website now, lessalonepodcast.com. A lot going on. Here. Yes, we do. <laughs> well done. This is announcement corner. Just going through the list. <laughs> We're going to have a newsletter. So we you can find out all this information. The best place to go is the website. But more importantly, maybe, is our Less Alone podcast group. Yes. Yep. So again, find more information on the website. We also have a phone number. So in case email isn't your thing, you can do a phone call. Yeah. Voicemail. Yeah. Leave a message. Yeah. Leave Ask a message. Question. Say Tell something us about what's the going on. Yeah. Yep. And that number is 775-591-8860. And then also, of course, find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Find us everywhere. And s- subscribe and share. Please. <laughs> and thank you. Anna, you want to talk a little bit about that giveaway? Yeah. So today is our big launch. We are doing two episodes today. So episode one and episode two, this episode uh, will be released on the same day. And we're giving away some Starbucks gift cards. So for the first 30 people that rate and review our podcast, podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcast. Go ahead and do a screenshot and then send it to us at hello at lessalonepodcast.com. And the first 30 people will get a Starbucks gift card. So definitely get in on that. Absolutely. All right. And then that's it for Announcement Corner, right? (laughs) (laughs) Announcement Corner that we just coined that right now. Done. Announcement (laughs) Corner. We got it. So uh, the next is, you know, we had left our last episode talking about a couple tasks or to-dos. That's in my world. (laughs) That's true. Otherwise, just things to work on. And so I thought, we all thought it'd be good to start off with that. Do we want a refresher of what that was? Take it away, Anna. Go ahead. So the assignment you two gave yourselves was... I just copied Amy. (laughs) Was the three questions, right? Right. So the new people that you meet, or was it new people or just people in general? Just people people in general to ask three questions, like three follow-up questions. And so how did that go for you? Mostly it went well. However, sometimes... People do not appreciate follow-up questions. <laughs> and, so, yes. and so I really am just being curious about what, about the other person and following up and asking questions. And so sometimes that can come off as too intense oh. and like I'm being too invasive, but really I'm just, I don't have an agenda, but I think sometimes when you ask lots of questions, oh. it disarms people mm-hmm. because that's not how, if you ask someone, how, how are you doing? Then they... It's just kind of like a hello, right? Mm-hmm. And if you follow up with more questions, then people are either like, oh, this feels really good or like, you need to get out of my space. Yeah. So right. like, how did you know people felt uncomfortable? Like, You can tell by body language. We'll get into that later in the episode. <laughs> or you can also tell because they, it can be a one-sided conversation. Oh, okay. Um, like one word answers. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, definitely tone and body language are huge yes. in that the task. The arms cross back up. Yeah. Stop asking questions. Welcome to my interrogation. <laughs> I just want to know more about you. <laughs> right. So overall, would you say it went well or not so well? No, I think it's great because I think okay. it bridges connection and I really like that. I think that if I'm asking and I my intention is pure is the only word mm-hmm. I can think of, then that, that's not really on me. That's on the other yeah, person. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah, I have an, a specific example of a my one of my daughter's 
mom's friends that I really tried this. We were at like a the class that they take together and it went really well. And I by the end of the class, which just happened, we were able just to, to kind of continue conversation lightly each week we saw each other, but it would not have progressed as far as it did if I if we didn't ask more than just the usual, you know, because there were definitely some other parents in the class that you know, one question was asked or, you know, it just the, it what the engagement wasn't there. Right. And so it was really nice because by the end of the class, you know, my, my daughter's got a new little friend for a play That's date. Cool. So, and that wouldn't have happened if I wouldn't have been consciously continuing to ask mm-hmm. her questions just to learn about who she is and, right. and her family. So was this over like a period of like an hour or was yeah, it so the class that or? they were in was like an hour and a half long gardening class oh and my daughter really liked this girl and her mom and i just sat a few chairs away from each other and we just started talking and she's a, she's great you know it's just one of those things where it, again it just clicked but if i if i didn't ask the questions to find out more about her then wouldn't have that connection <laughs> yeah right but now i have a new connection that's great <laughs> Mm-hmm. So did she start backing away at all? Did you have that experience? <laughs> Maybe that's just me. No, but we were both. I mean, it was definitely like, you know, I would, I had my notebook or my phone. There was always kind mm-hmm. of a little bit of a buffer. buffer. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's yeah. kind of nice. Yeah. That's a good tip. Yeah. So if it did get uncomfortable, I could just turn to the notebook or yeah. the phone or, you know, yeah. But, but yeah, it worked. That's cool. It worked. What were your tasks, So Anna? mine was the screen time. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gosh, the biggest thing. I did get my usage down, the screen time thing, which is pretty good. But the biggest thing that I did was I switched to grayscale. That, that is, a, yes, it works so well. I do it's that. horrible. Yeah, I don't know grayscale. It works well if you, uh, yeah, that I, is great. That is, I did it for 24 yeah. hours uh, and I was like, oh, this is horrible. But I was I'll like, I'm going to try it. Yeah, you basically turn all the colors off on your phone. You can Google, Google oh. how to do it, anyone listening. But it makes it so it's not fun to look at your phone. Oh. Yeah, but it's like I just kept telling myself, like, why in the world am I... Black and white. Yeah, yep. it's so Old boring. TV. So I'm like, why in the world am I suffering through this? And I was like, oh, I said I'd do it for 24 hours. So my usage was down significantly yeah. because of that. And then also I just ended up removing... Yeah, it's like... Erin is has her phone out <laughs> yeah, and she is very us. excited about this yeah. option, showing us the <laughs> yeah. grayscale. It's horrible, but video. effective. It's effective. Yeah. Yes. Horrible, so, but effective. So was your... Ta- what did you have success? Yeah, I yeah. would say it was successful, but... Annoying. It's super like irritating. Yeah. And then also I found just deleting the troublesome apps like Reddit or Facebook or whatever it is, just delete the, the app. So I found success with that. Yeah, that during Wait, the you grayscale. deleted the Facebook app from your phone? Yes. That's a big deal for wow, you. Anna. Anna. Yeah, I know, yeah. right? And then you, you took just, this task seriously. Yes, right. Oh yeah, I take around. all tasks seriously. <laughs> oh, my all the goodness. <laughs> she does. As evidenced by every social media platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, don't give me a challenge. I'm going to get that challenge. But yeah, I'd say it was successful. Can't wait to see what happens this week. I oh, know, right? <laughs> don't dare me to do anything because oh, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Well, on that okay. note, everybody, right. we are, we're moving to our main topic today. Are we ready for this? I think we're ready. Yeah. Today, the the big topic is to discuss making friends as adults. Mm-hmm. This is a big one. This is a big one. Mm-hmm. We are adults and we are friends. Yes. So. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> yeah. All right, Anna, you found some interesting little... Yeah. You want to go for it? I found some interesting things about why we need people and friends in our lives. So basically, in a nutshell... You will die without connections to others. Oh, boy. <laughs> You've got to expand on that. <laughs> I Come keep on, Anna. having these, like, horrible <laughs> things. Like, right? the well, orphans last time. Like, right. okay, really, I'm not that grim. I promise. Okay, but so according to... A t- Extreme, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> grim, <What>? no. <laughs> Extreme. Oh, oh, yeah. She's all in. <laughs> yes. That's right. Extreme, yes. Grim, not so much. Okay, so according to a 2010 report in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior, have 
Having social ties can boost your immune system and help you live longer, more fu- a more fulfilling life. Can also decrease the risk of heart disease and high blood pressure as well as reduce the impact of stress and chronic pain. And then there's another article I found in Inc.com that says there's a definite payoff to making real, not just professional or social media friends. Increasing your number of friends correlates up to high, uh, higher subjective well-being. In fact, doubling your number of friends is like increasing your income by 50% in terms of how happy you'll feel. So that's pretty humongous. Super interesting. And then I found this really interesting medical journey journal all about social relationships and mortality risk. And this is pretty controversial, I found as I was reading about it. But social isolation is pretty bad for human health. And past studies showed that People with fewer social relationships die earlier on average than those with more social relationships. So they are, let's see, right up there, comparable with well-established risk factors for mortality, such as smoking and alcohol consumption, and exceed the influence of other risk factors, such as physical inactivity and obesity. So Hmm. huge, huge, huge. So huge reasons about why we need others in our lives and why friendships are so important. And, you know, we kind of wanted to establish like why connections and friendships are so important um, Mm -hmm. as we dive into this topic. And I think those are some pretty compelling (laughs) (laughs) facts. It does lend me to question or wonder, though, like, is it about the quality of them or the number of them? These examples are are definitely compelling, you know, yeah. as far as like there's clearly an ex- uh, an importance to having friends or social yeah. social connections and social relationships just for basic human health. It sounds like. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Well, that's so the, I, that kind of brings us to like the next topic is how many friends do we really need? Oh, right. There and, is. <laughs> someone did a study on that. Yeah. So right. um, actually, Johan Hari. Hey. <laughs> hey, Johan. He, he's back with his, I was doing more research on him and what he's all about in his book, Lost Connections. And he actually mm. has a quiz uh. and on his website, which is fascinating. And he says that loneliness and depression and anxiety there's a link between that and close friendships. And one study, scientific study, asked Americans for decades how many close friends they have who they can call on in a crisis. And when they began the study, most this the most crazy. common answer mm-hmm. was five people. And mm. the most common answer now is none. Which is crazy. <gasps> so oh. nuts, right? And it's so, so sad. sad. Yeah, oh my we're gosh. like literally crying here. I know. <laughs> This is horrible. Western culture is the loneliest society ever. And there's a strong evidence that loneliness increases depression. So I'm curious, like, how many friends do you two have? And like, how many friends do you have? And what do you think is like a good number? I think that's kind of hard to answer. Is that hard to answer? Okay. I think I have a couple friends from each section of life. So from childhood, I have a couple friends. From Mm -hmm. high school, I have a couple friends. From college, I have a couple friends. I worked at this camp in Estes Park and I have several friends from there Yeah, and I think it's every section of life but I also keep in touch with them you know I gotta just say like going through some crises at the at the moment at the moment you know I think for me like I've had there are five six seven probably five or six people that like I call and they are ready they like pick up the phone they're offering whatever I need, you know, and it's almost like I start feeling overwhelmed going to more than that, you Mm -hmm. know, but also just really feeling safe with that kind of basket, you know, of people. That you can fall into people. Mm -hmm. I can. Yeah. 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 Well, And and I think that's that you actually are able to ask for and accept help like that's Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. huge because a lot of people don't do that Mm -hmm. i think if i didn't do that right now with what's going on i feel like i i am being carried right now you know and i and without sounding cheesy like that's what yeah ultimately that i think is what friends are for yeah Yeah. that is that when we can be there for each other when when things are hard when things are good but like when we're in crisis yeah the people that you can really like fall into and that some people overuse that the your friends are your chosen family Mm. but i also think that that there's a lot of truth to that like Mm -hmm. people that you choose to have in your tribe Mm -hmm. is 
That's a big deal. Mm-hmm. And when yeah, those people can sure. show up for us, any kind of old stuff that we have, I think, begins to heal because mm-hmm. those people are able to help with that mm-hmm. and to be cared for in that way. I mean, that like the whole thing of it takes a village to raise people or that we just don't have that anymore. And mm-hmm. so... It sounds like you're creating your village to help Mm -hmm. you through this or you have created Mm -hmm. this. And so I just think that it's super important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just so sad that so many people say zero. Yeah. I mean, I think about like. And how hard life would be. Oh, my gosh. If you you had no one who you felt like you could turn to. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, for sure. So I actually I kind of ran like wrote down a quick list too to see how many I had as far as like close people. And it was like seven ish. Just to kind of get uh-huh. an idea of yeah. like, how many are there? Just kind of thinking about this topic and stuff. But yeah, it's really interesting. Have, have either of you heard of Dunbar's number? No. No. So <laughs> I was doing a lot of research I, on this. Good. Okay. There is this evolutionary anthropologist named Robin Dunbar. And apparently he's dubbed this thing called Dunbar's number as 148 is a magical number, oftentimes rounded up to 150. And it's attributed to this guy, Robin Dunbar, who has stated that 150 people is a point beyond which members of any social group lose their ability to function effectively in social relationships. I have heard about this. Yes. Yeah. So he has said that this group of 150 people is made up of five intimate friends. So that's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then 15 good friends, which include the five intimate friends. Uh And then 50 friends, which include the five intimate and 15 good friends. And then 150 acquaintances. So I was watching a video of doing research for Mm -hmm. this. And so they had it on animals that can make friends. So they had oh, horses no and, and primates and elephants. Uh, I don't know what else was on there. But that is exactly, they had showed oh, the wow. different circles and it was even that they had people in their immediate and then the 15 wow. different circles of it, even with animals that can make friends, which was mm-hmm. fascinating. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That it's so basic, like evolutionary. Yes. yes. Biologically um, wired that yeah. way. That we need people. And I found this other guy, this anthropologist on Reddit, actually, who's focused on friendship. Okay. And he had some really interesting things to say about the Dunbar's number. And that there was a question of like, okay, I have 500 Facebook friends, but I feel so lonely. What am I doing wrong? And the problem is that you probably have made up for your loneliness by adding more friends rather Mm. than having deeper friendships. And so how vulnerable have you been with those friends? So that goes back to what we were just talking about with you, Amy, I think you have a real gift of being able to feel safe enough to be vulnerable in this crisis situation, which Mm -hmm. allows us to wrap you up and Mm -hmm. be there for you. you. And Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's a gift for the other people too, because people just want to be able to help. And Mm -hmm. so when the person that is in crisis can lean into the others, then Mm -hmm. it's like a, that's also a giving and receiving thing on Mm -hmm. both ends. Mm -hmm. People Mm -hmm. love to help and, yeah, it's a, definitely a gift. And I noticed when I actually, when I had my son, I was given the tip of accept help. Yes, and it was I like remember that too for me and my kids. Yeah. one thing that I was just, I had people actually say, like, I'm so glad that you let me help. Mm-hmm. And like, so people, they were like, what can we do? And I was like, you can bring food over. And they were like, thank you for saying yes. that. Like, yes. Like we had our whole, I mean, I mean, we had our whole fridge full of like, from the generosity of people just wanting to help and like they felt so good being able to help and then obviously it felt good for us to be able to eat Mm -hmm. like but to be able to just say i need help right now and this is not working right now i need i need you guys to help me out Mm -hmm. like yeah it just works for everyone if you're Mm -hmm. just honest and Mm -hmm. vulnerable and Mm -hmm. not trying to act like you got it all together i guess right Mm -hmm. and then do you mind if I ask Aaron about like how does being honest and vulnerable from like a therapist's point of view? Uh-huh. <laughs> you're the re- resident <laughs> expert on all things all relationships. Things good. Yeah, well, well. But how does that like when we're able to show up and be honest and vulnerable, how does that aid in connection? Well, because I think Brene Brown talks about this. I'm trying, I was thinking about that as you were talking. And she said that your ability to ask for help, if you're always offering to help, mm-hmm. but you can never ask for help, mm. then you are always coming from a place of judgment oh. when you're offering help because it's like 
you are good enough to give help, oh. but you are not. It's not okay for you to receive. And so, oh, interesting. That's under, very interesting. Underneath all of that, then there's judgment like ladled with it because. Oh, I would never guess that. Yes, and so I thought that this super it, fascinating hmm. because like it's assumed that you're only kind of able to give it, but you'd never ask. Like in a, I don't know, with like with a kind of an attitude, but, not with an just attitude, but like, is like the, if that you're too, like I can give you. But I, if I ask to receive, then something must be wrong with me. Oh. And if I think it's something is wrong with me asking for help, then underneath the surface, then something is wrong with you because mm. you are asking for help. Oh, uh, interesting. interesting. Yeah. yeah. I would never yeah, have that's... articulated or thought that, mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. guess. Huh. Do you think that's true? Yes. Yes. I mean, I feel like that's the whole thing with also basic connection as an adult, mm-hmm. where... As an adult, especially, if you're not able to ask for help, I mean, that just makes you more human, mm-hmm. you know, when you're able to ask for help or when you're able to be vulnerable right. and be like, I, I can't do that. You know, like, yeah. I, need, I need the help. <laughs> and then your friends are there or, you know, whomever, family or whatever that they want to help people mm-hmm. in general. I feel like if you have a basic connection with someone that like you click with someone, they want to help you, mm-hmm. you know, like well, that, friends want to. Yeah. And it's a give and take. There, yeah. I mean, you know, I want to help you guys. You guys want to help me. Mm-hmm. It just is. It's a give and take. And mm-hmm. so I can I can totally see how that is. That is true. You yeah, know, for sure. Mm-hmm. I've never thought about it. Thinking, yeah. she's thinking. She's now. thinking. I'm she's like, thinking. oh crap! Am I letting people be there for me? I mean, I did with the my son's birth, but other than that, I'm like, I guess I do. Yeah, I call Aaron with questions. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> yeah, Aaron, help me with right. this. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. I know that there was something I'm I'm having a. I was just looking at my journal because I know I had written a note in there somewhere about something related to business and the that there's a a cap point at which companies it's 150 it's, it's dumbass yeah. number uh-huh. right like yeah. that's the same study yep, it's exactly yeah. the okay. same we'll yep. more about that what i don't know that i don't know enough to talk very right. deeply about uh-huh. this but it was it's my understanding that there's this magic number 150 mm-hmm. that once you pass 150 there's a level of connection that's lost and in that lost connection is also a loss of effectiveness and so in the workplace and professionally it's you know if you think about how businesses might be structured like big ones and and the groupings that they have Mm -hmm. there's something about the 150 that makes it kind of your critical cutoff yeah that's i did find that number in the uh when i was doing the research with the dunbar's number Mm -hmm. and it's uh with business places they there's a recommendation of once you hit to hit 150 for the business, start another branch. So you're able to have another branch and <laughs> have better connections. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. So you can be efficient. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And right. effective. Yeah. Makes sense. What else do we have here, ladies? Okay. So should we talk about the stages of life? We should yes. talk about the stages of life. Aaron, take okay. it away. Hey. You've got <laughs> stages of life. Uh, I think that there's something to be said about adult friendships and stages of life. So if you hung out with people in your 20s and then some people got married and some people then had kids and some people stay single, I think then it's finding the deeper thing to connect about because sometimes stages of life just because how busy people are i think that they get pulled away Mm -hmm. and then it if a relationship isn't necessarily strong or things just shift and change then it's uh, adult friendships can change in that way and that that it can be an okay thing and sometimes it can be really painful for one part or the other and it has nothing to do with that person necessarily Mm -hmm. uh, or it could it could just be the stages of life that people are in yeah, for sure. What did you find when Aaron, like when you got married, did you find, did you see a shift or did you, did you notice anything like well, that? Well, when I got married, because my husband has a daughter. And so that was immediately going into, well, I guess that happened before we got married, but immediately functioning as a step parent was a big learning curve for me mm-hmm. because to be going from a single life and kind of I I can live by the seat of my pants and then I'm coupled in a relationship and I'd been single for a while and then to have someone that has a kid on top of that then it's uh I think it's just trying to adjust and figure out timing and then Mm -hmm. Mm because I used to hang out with my friends all the time and then there was less for that Mm -hmm. so then I 
It's just figuring it out mm-hmm. more than anything. But there was mm-hmm. definitely a learning curve to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Not good or bad, just is. You know? Right, yeah. right, right, right. I remember that too. I mean, I remember, you know, getting married and then like everybody around though was also getting married. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of a, it felt very much like the trend, you yeah. know? And then it was just kind of like what you said, you know, people who didn't, I did just kind of see them less or mm-hmm. whatever. And then with kids and there are a few, you know, a few that really have a, like some of my really close friend, you know, isn't in the, like no kids and not married, but she'll like sweep, you know, she just, there hasn't been any connection lost. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would say in general, that they're the stages do kind of walk through life yeah. mm-hmm. with people in similar stages and yeah, then those bonds. Sure. Because again, it's like you're you've got all that conversation right. topics. Yeah. You know, I mean it's yeah, that's like a good point. there's just more to talk about if you're in a similar stage, I yeah, feel yeah, like I think schedule wise, because we were even <laughs> yeah, talking about when true. we were having coffee and for this podcast, is mm-hmm. that we had the ability to meet during the day because of the schedules and and the work life that we have outside of this. And so yeah. it's just I think that has a big thing to do with adult friendships is when you can make time for each other or how things, because during the day, then it's great. And then it's part of work, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I noticed, I didn't notice as big of a shift um, when I got married as I did when I had my son. So like all of a sudden, like I went from working in like a traditional job to, okay, I'm going to work for myself. I'm actually going to do this, right? You know, I got my book deal soon after that. And I found myself so isolated and Mm. so lonely. And so like, what the hell did I get myself into? Like Mm -hmm. here, I thought I wanted to be a stay at home mom. Mm -hmm. And then finding myself answering emails and feeling like, oh gosh, like feeling more like myself. And I remember at one point walking around the park and looking for other women like that looked like they had little babies with them. And like this one lady in particular, I like kind of walked super fast to catch up to her and just started talking to her. And I'm like, can I walk with you? <laughs> yeah. Was she receptive? Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was totally like receptive. But I was just like, I haven't really talked to anybody in a week. Oh my gosh. You know, and then like. That's a hard time with a new oh baby. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. Mm-hmm. But like, but yeah. was she feeling similar? Yeah, it was like we didn't ultimately end up becoming right. besties or anything, but it was nice for that day. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, uh, but it was just like, man, just remembering how lonely that felt right. and just like, where is everybody? Like, I need that connection. Because I think that sometimes that stuff, mm-hmm. that that different life phases can be painful for people because like if someone is single and they are in a group of people that are all married, then they go to another wedding and then that they're, of course, they want to be happy for that person that's getting married. But then it's super painful when that person when they don't have someone and that's what they want. Yes. Or like there's a lot of people in my life that are having issues with fertility mm-hmm. or with children and then people that being around little babies or people that have kids, like that is super painful. Yeah. And so then it's holding space for both people and then understanding. And and I think that's just the life stage that mm-hmm. people are at and to be uh, aware of that. Because I think it's real easy to get in your own track. Yeah, of like this sure. is just what it is mm-hmm. and stepping outside to see someone else's experience. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I think too when I had my kids, I was really into their schedule so much so that it I mean it completely changed my schedule and I was really into like I was pretty rigid about bedtimes and all that stuff and so just naturally my life really changed because mm-hmm. all of a sudden these kids were going to bed at 7 p.m., you know, <laughs> right, and, and yeah. I'm home, you know, <laughs> right, like yeah. 7 p.m. Monday through Sunday. <laughs> Pajamas on. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> story. Amy Snooze. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so I feel like that just that alone, it was a it was a real like black and white change mm-hmm. for me. Like right. pretty dramatic, you know, where I wasn't going out. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> right. Done and yeah, done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we've got stages of life and we've got chemistry. I've heard like that a lot of making friends is that it's kind of like dating just with like I mentioned in the last episode that I asked on my Facebook profile like do you find it hard to make friends and like a lot of people were like yes for Mm. sure and then some people said it was a lot like dating and like they just didn't want to put that energy into that Mm -hmm. I don't know I haven't necessarily found that to be my experience but I thought it was interesting that people compared it to dating and, you know, but I definitely do think that 
friendships have a lot to do with like chemistry mm-hmm. like like there's no way I'd probably do the 6 a.m. coffee with other you know people I didn't like totally click with because right, it'd right. be like oh I'm not enjoying it that <laughs> right. much <laughs> or go sleep but right. <laughs> it I, is I'm feeling really though. good about myself now you know yeah. it's yeah. interesting to think about how immediate that decision was though to make 6 a.m. coffee work and I feel like that does speak to just kind of chemistry Mm -hmm. you know where it was like i mean i vividly remember like talking to you aaron in (laughs) this like one night you know and it was like well i do this 6 a.m coffee (laughs) you can come if you want or whatever and it was just like yeah and then and then it just happened that and and i and going into that then because you two had been hanging out and then i was like well i like them yeah (laughs) and so i want to go yeah and then something it just set in right yeah and just felt right and then it and clicked and we yeah and clicked yeah. and yeah. so then yeah. i kept coming yeah. yeah yeah so i think that's real i think mm-hmm. that's i think that's legit and i also yeah, feel sure. like it's something we had talked about a little bit maybe last episode about how like and sometimes if it doesn't click mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. okay yeah like that's doesn't mean anything yeah i mean you know but like it doesn't mean someone's a bad person or not it's, yeah, just, it's just like, like it's seriously just like, well, it just doesn't it's like keep trying yeah. with other people, which in a lot of ways, is, I suppose, is like dating, right? Yeah. Like, right. You, you can't, if it's what you want, if you want connection with people, you can't stop trying. Yeah. I think people get really hung up on that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I do too. I think yeah. people take everything too personally. Right. And it's like, I've been just trying to live my life of like, this has absolutely nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and it's like helped so much. Like that, it's the book, The Four, Four Agreements. Agreements. Yeah. Yes, it's so what is good. It? It's called The Four Agreements. And oh. there's one of the agreements is yeah. it has don't nothing think, to do with yeah, you. Don't take things don't take, personally. Yeah. yeah. It's so good because it's like, and ever since I read that, I've been like, oh, this has nothing to do with me. Right. And it's just so like. Or like what other people freeing. think is none of your business. Yeah. Yes. I mean, it's like that same thing, right? Mm-hmm. It's like. I don't know. I guess when I'm in a good place, you know, I mean, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's always easier said than done. Oh, of yeah, course. for sure. But it does make sense, you know, and and I think, too, like it will alleviate some pressure if you don't yeah. have the pressure of like, you want them to like you oh, or yeah. you want them to. Well, and this sounds just like sales, too, because it's like, oh, yeah, when you're in and you have a history yes. of doing sales, too, yes. and it's like. If you're so desperate to, oh, yeah. to get the sale, like people Not can happening. feel that. But if you're like, I'm good or I'm doing yeah. my thing. And if you buy it and you like it, that's great. If not, that's fine, too. But like, it's also just like value. Yeah. Like, you know, for from like a selling perspective, it's like, listen, here's here's the product I have. You will find this either valuable or you will not. You yeah. will find this to be beneficial for your business or you will not. And mm-hmm. like, well, fine. Either way. Yeah. You know? yep. And then well, and moving it's like on to the next one. A you confidence know? about yourself and your vibe and just saying, like, you know what? I'm good either way. Right. Like, right. That's and huge. I would love to be friends with you if right. you're not feeling it or <laughs> whatever. Yes. Like mm-hmm. in the dating world, like, uh, you're not into me. Whatever. That's got more to do with you than me you know like right when we opened the business and we were marketing and since i'm a therapist and we uh, uh marketing was for me like was not a product it's yeah, like how i Cali am Institute. Uh, yeah and and so uh that was took us a while to work through that because it's like oh you're marketing yourself yeah and i'm the product and so and then we're doing other things now but that took a lot of work because then it's like well the right people will the right clients will come to me um mm-hmm. and not everybody is the right client for me yeah and for so sure. really like then settling that in and believing that is mm-hmm. has made all the difference oh, in the yeah. world yeah because it's personal i feel like you know like selling a product is one thing there's not as much of a personal attachment but like when you're the product and you're a person that it takes is hard, but work. it's the same thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's the same thing yes. as that. It's if if this is not the right product, or right. I'm the, not the right person for you, then mm-hmm. then yeah, all, the right people will trusting mm-hmm. that the right people right. will come to me. Yeah. Trusting and and making that switch was tough. Yeah, I think I'm thinking about a breakup. You know, you apply that concept to a a breakup uh-huh. or a separation, right? And it's like, God, I wish I could just be that kind of emotionally detached or you know like okay this is not working anymore or whatever you know but when it's so personal it's just and i mean maybe that's harder you know because you have a history and all of that it's maybe it's a different topic i guess you know like when you think about it 
in terms of like you've had this relationship or whatever or you know you've had a client forever or you've had you know maybe you have purchased a product for a long time and Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden that switches Mm. if you can lovingly kind of be like okay this is not you know this product used to be the right fit for me and now Now, right it's not the right Right. fit for me right 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 so or like client wise, if yeah. I'm working with someone for a really long time and we've gotten to a certain place and then they find this other treatment, they're like, oh, I need to do right. that. Mm. Then go do that yes. because then yes. that's the thing that you intuitively feel like right. you need. Then please do that. Right. Yeah. But I do feel like what you said about just trusting mm-hmm. that it's like you have to be. I mean, and Anna, you said like the security too. I think it's like trusting and security you know like those two things to be able to be in a position where it's like hey we click great hey we don't click great well there's a certain confidence that you have to have and secureness in yourself and your situation of like i know that i'm inherently wonderful and if some and the services i offer or the friendship that I offer is great. I'm a great person. I know that deep down, and if they don't see that value, then that's on them. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because if we talk like the inherent worthiness piece, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people, I mean, especially in my line of work, struggle with inherent worthiness. Oh, yeah. Um, and, and trying it, to explain it to people. But then if you look at a baby and then you're just like, oh, of yeah. course they're inherently worthy. Yeah. Like they don't have you're to do anything. Perfect. Yes. yes. They don't have like, to do anything. Yeah. But yes. then when do people lose that? Mm. Yeah. Not everyone loses that, mm-hmm. but a lot of people lose that. Mm-hmm. But the, the worthiness that the baby has, everyone has that. Yeah. And so, but you're right that it takes a certain level of confidence mm-hmm. to be able to. And maturity have that. too, yes. in a level mm-hmm. of like, and I think doing work on yourself. Okay. So here's a great quote. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. Eleanor Roosevelt. So Aaron, I love, take it away. So yeah. I love that quote because particularly with the two of these people, with Amy and Anna, because the reason I was uh, drawn into and connected and feel like our friendship clicked is because we were able to just discussed ideas and Mm -hmm. things that we were stoked about and there was almost this unspoken rule that we didn't talk about other people which was a relief for me because I feel like in sometimes in other female relationships that I've had there is this underlying like we're gonna start talking about people and it makes me squirm on the inside because gossiping is not my thing I think there's a difference between venting and gossiping when you need to talk through something that you're struggling with yeah. but but that is so those are that's some of the things that I loved about our friendship from the beginning and that we still have that now yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah we just don't gossip and it's I think that is what aids in making it feel like a safe space for us to right. like open yes. up and be vulnerable is because we know we're no one's going to be out talking to who knows who about all of right. our business. It's right. like, eh, they don't right. do that. We don't do that. Right. 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 Because if someone is gossiping with you, then they're probably gossiping about you yeah. to yes. someone oh, else. Yes. So it's yes. like, that's not a great way to build a connection, right. people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So how, have you been in a situation, either of you, where someone is gossiping? Like, how do you get out of that? Like, if you don't want to have those kind of interactions with people, do you actively say, hey, I'm not into gossiping. I don't want to do that. Or do you just not interact with that person anymore or like I, not tell them any I, juicy I haven't things? had that in a while, <laughs> but I would, I think that I now I have enough like internal oomph that I would be like, eh, that just doesn't feel very good. Yeah. I, I know I've tried like in the past, just try to divert, you yeah. know, like, okay, that's, that's their thing. Or I think you can gracefully disengage or Mm -hmm. gracefully redirect conversation right without being like hold up i don't do gossip you know (laughs) like like, that would be awkward that would be kind of weird i think that's why most people would probably not do that is because of the fear of being like oh this is going to be so awkward yeah you know yeah I don't it's know. Also worth I think it. it's I mean, also it's like, it's in some it's ways it might flag. be re- right. Right. For sure. Right, I mean, I right. was, I remember a situation where it was like people I wasn't super close with. It was like a kind of a business thing and they were kind of talking about someone else and it was like they kept ragging on this person and it was just so uncomfortable and it was like how do we get out of this situation it was the people i was with we weren't in, engaging in it and later it got brought up of like that was so uncomfortable of, right. but we ended up leaving and then i found that 
I started distancing myself from that group because mm-hmm. I was like, this does not feel safe. And right. I don't want to be a part of a group that does that because mm-hmm. that doesn't align with my core values of right. integrity right. And, mm-hmm. and all of that, you know, and it's like, I guess it comes back to like knowing who you are. And oh, mm-hmm. that's what it was that you said. What? Knowing who you are, like now with your relationships, it's like you know who you are. So it's like the quantity doesn't matter as much as like the quality. Yeah. Yeah. So another thing that we had talked about, which I guess is just in general level of vulnerability. Right. Which we talk a lot a lot today. Right. 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 But I think that that is there anything else, I guess, that we should with adult friendships, I think that that our level of vulnerability or your level individually of vulnerability that you can drop into has a lot to do with how much personal work you've done and internal processing and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Because my level I've done a lot of work and so and you two have, have as well. And so the level that you can drop into of like a not let's underneath the surface might be different than someone else's. And so that forges connection because some people might find it really uncomfortable. Like, hey, why are we talking about this? But I'm not talking about anything that's super personally that I haven't processed through, but I might appear as if I'm really open and being very vulnerable, which I am because I have processed through my stuff. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a difference. And I think that that with adult friendships, the level that you can drop to has to be compatible. Mm-hmm. Yes. In a lot of ways. Yes. Right. Because if someone's looking for, you know, kind of an easy conversation. Don't talk to me. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> well, it's Anna so and I know that to be true. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is funny because we do talk about such like deeper level things. It's right. like yeah. when I'm in other situations, I'm like, well, guys, I don't really want to talk about the weather. Like, can right. we talk about feelings? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How are you really feeling? Yeah. Like, What's really see. happening? Yeah. Like, let's just dive right into your business strategy. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah. Yeah. But what's your, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of, uh, let's get to the meat. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Let's yeah. get to the meat. Because the shallow conversations, I almost, I mean, it's fine, but I, it, I almost loathe them. Yeah. But I also feel like for some people, that may be how they connect. It's yeah. just like, and that's great. They want shallow or they, not even, sh- I mean, well, that's like such a judgmental at, word, right? But it's like, yeah, maybe they are just, they want it to be light. Like, there, yeah. I think there's value there too, yes. where like people, yeah. they want to stay light. They want to, they want to keep things light and light yeah. and easy. And like, that's how they connect with people. And yes. so, I think that's great. And then it makes sense that for them to feel connection, they have to find someone, like you just said, right. you know, just yeah. that their level is compatible. Right. So, mm-hmm. Well, I don't think that it's necessarily, it's not a bad thing. Right. That's just not my right, thing. Right, 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 yeah. right, 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 yeah. right. Yes. Not in yes. a judgmental way. Like the, if yes. that's where people are comfortable, great. Yes. Then but, just find a matching level. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yeah, level matching. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you app. take away from today? Level matching. Level matching. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the other thing we talked about is like just in general, good old body language. And, you know, there's that thing, the old resting bitch face. Mm-hmm. How's that, that word you- for connection? <laughs> <laughs> I love that you said that in your like perfect radio voice. <laughs> <laughs> resting bitch face. <laughs> Coming in, sounding <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, so it's like this whole idea of showing up and being like open to connection. And like I know for myself, like a lot of times I find myself working in a coffee shop and it's like when I'm working, it's like shutdown mode. I'm not making eye contact. I'm not going to be smiling. I don't want to be starting any conversations. Don't bug me. I'm going to put in my earphones and make sure we don't have any connection. <laughs> I do that on airplanes all the time. Oh, no. But it's like, then there's the stark contrast of like when I'm in an open space and like wanting to connect. It's like, okay, you know, no crossed arms and no earbuds and obviously and then like smiling and just kind of like being warm and making eye contact and stuff and repeating someone's name and resting bitch face. Some people can't help that, right? Yeah, that's true. Like I had it's a someone thing. told me it's like this is just my face. It's <laughs> oh. like oh okay sorry yeah yeah. <laughs> well, and then also I mean if you are wanting to like make connections with people, just realizing like oh man, I do have this RBF thing happening. Maybe I should work on how my resting bitch face rests. So we talked about how I was in sales. 
Yeah. And there was one job I had. It was an inside sales position and we would have a mirror on on our desk in our cube. And when we picked up the phone to dial potential cust- clients, customers, whatever, we had to look at ourselves like in the mirror. And you oh, wow. sh- and and it was the train we had we were trained on this, all the stuff. But the idea is is that if you pick up that phone and you're smiling, mm-hmm. so like smile and dial, right? That's the whole thing. <laughs> because it's true. It changes like, your, your voice. voice changes, your whole effect changes, and it's it's real. Yeah. If you for take sure. a I don't know if this what the research is on this, but if you take a pencil and put it in your mouth and hold it. I just put a pencil in my mouth. <laughs> yes. In between my teeth. But it makes uh, the corners of your mouth go up. And if you hold it, I think, two minutes, uh-huh. that it changes the, what's happening in your body. Oh. Crazy, wow, right? That's yeah. a good tip. Yeah. yeah. <gasps> also, just faking the smile. Like, oh, my God. I like that tip. <laughs> Pen, pen is going in the I mouth. Have, I need to take a picture on. of yeah. you doing that, and I'm going to put it on our Instagram. Yes. What was, what was it? <laughs> For two minutes, <laughs> I think. You know, you can also do it when, like, I've done this before, speaking gigs and stuff. Like, stand in like oh, a yeah. power stance with oh. like your arms on your hips and like, yeah, uh, the Amy Cuddy TED talk. Oh, is yeah. that what yeah, she yeah, says? Yeah. Oh, and the and this this one. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Good. I didn't know where I got that uh-huh. from. I'm glad you said that. And then in the mirror, like I always find myself. I tell myself, not only can I do this, I will do this. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Like, just repeat it over and over. Not only can I do this, I will do this. It's like I bring out my Hulk. It's like <laughs> the here sweetest we go. person ever. You should see her face uh, right now. I'm going to get this. <laughs> I'm going to do this. I'm going to nail it. That's a good little mantra, yeah. though, Anna. Yeah. Heck yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like that's <laughs> another thing, mantras. though, that. I'll I'll have to look up the training of of who we did the mirror mm-hmm. stuff yeah. with too and put that on the website. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. link to all these yeah. resources and stuff. Well, those are great tips, and I think we've got a couple other tips that we found yeah. from. We've got a few here from the New Yorker and a few from Business Insider. Yeah, and then Anna's got some personals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you guys too. Not yes, just me. Uh-huh. Okay, well, really quick, I have to say one thing that my I was telling my husband what this episode is going to be about, like how to make friends. And he's like, oh, I know exactly how to make friends. I was like, well, tell me. Because he's yeah. this introverted guy. He's not like Mr. You know, charismatic or whatever. And I'm like, so what's the secret, mister? He goes, mustache, baby, puppy. He's <laughs> like, you got one of those, you're golden. He's on to something. And wow. then and then he dared me to a friend making contest. Oh, <laughs> how which, fun! Which I did not take him oh. up on. He's like, okay. I bet you, I go out there, I could make way more friends than you in like one afternoon or twenty minutes. I'm like, what? That's but maybe really I should funny. take him up on that. Just so for you the can heck have research it. for the show. Yeah, maybe I that should. That would also be funny if we open that up to the audience. Like, does anyone <laughs> have any like good like what are the what do you think are like the the key things yeah, and yeah. then test your theory and let us know yeah that's oh. good yeah tell us on the like the voicemail yeah in the group yeah yeah but i think your husband should be participating in I this think so, so he's got to test his theory yeah, and let us good know call. good yeah. call speaking of the number the number is 775-591-8860 cool. so get your pen bookmark this <laughs> Give Good plug, Anna. <laughs> or just look on the website. You can call it. Get the number there, too, if you don't have your pen handy. Okay, so do we want to talk about the practical tips on how to make friends as an adult? Yeah, let's just run through them, just in case people find them to be healthy. Yeah. Uh, healthy. Yeah. What? Oh, well, okay. Uh, helpful. Healthy yeah. works. Healthy, yeah. yeah. It's good. So the first one, this is from the New Yorker, how to make friends as an adult. Start with proximity. Reach out to neighbors. Yeah. And then uh, befriend a colleague or someone who works in the same building as you. Well, the neighbor thing I'm going to say real quick. Oh, yeah. Is that <laughs> we had new neighbors that moved in next door. Yeah, do and people even do that? No, anymore? they came over and introduced themselves. And we like, then we've had you? them over for pumpkin pie oh. at one point. <laughs> That's adorable. And then they came over to watch 
some the Super Bowl maybe. Oh. But then you build a relationship, and I was like, oh, this feels like when I was a kid. We yeah, have these amazing neighbors. neighbors. Yeah. It's We've amazing. had amazing neighbors where we live now and where we lived before. It's a and big it's, difference. It's a huge yeah. difference. It makes a big it really difference. Does. Actually, we do have a. We have really great neighbors yeah. too. Actually, yeah. I think that helps with connection yeah. on a one fifty yeah. outer mm-hmm. level. Yeah. yeah, my little son will knock on our neighbor's door and just just to chat with Miss Gale. Yeah. Oh, so sweet. That's so sweet. All right. So we also have visit a nearby library, strike up a conversation with other bookish people. <laughs> so I was going over this in the beginning and I was like, I would never go to yeah. a library and like, strike up that BS. BS. Okay, but I would wait, never though. do that. I got to say something. What? Like, so there, the newsletters, <laughs> like, no. the, there are a lot of opportunities in local Resort like the botanic gardens. They have all these classes. Right, you're searching yoga. for a book, and you go up and well, like right. someone's bookish. Okay. Like, oh yeah, we're both looking up something about. <laughs> okay, like, but no. how about this? Okay, at the library there are book clubs. Cool. You could check Great. them out. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. okay. Moving forward. Next one: join a sports league. There are all levels of time commitments, talents, and teams for athletic adults. Another one is converse with people in exercise classes and at the gym. Bible studies, church groups, community playgrounds for mothers of young children, arts, crafts, classes, hiking, walking, bird watching groups are additional avenues down which friendship may be procured. (laughs) (laughs) And then the Business Insider's got a few more. One is just be a regular. Some ideas, coffee shops, a dance class, trivia, or open mic night at a local brewery as a volunteer. I do think that's true because even at the coffee shop that we go to, that we have conversations with them because they're like, what are you doing in here? (laughs) Every time, like, what what are you doing? Yeah, we got a free croissant last week, remember? Oh, that's right. Too ugly to sell. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, we'll take it. We'll take all your ugly croissants, please, and thank you. Yes. That's right. Bottom line, keep showing up. Commit to any new activity for at least a few months. Conventional wisdom holds that six to eight conversations beyond, hey, how's it going, are necessary for people before people consider us a friend. Said Business Cider, be bold. Be the one to make eye contact, shake a hand, make an introduction, and start the conversation. Great. Yeah, for sure. And then just a couple more tips for meeting people, meetup groups, meetup.com. You can find people that are interested in the same things you're into. And there are actually a ton of apps out there right now. Uh, none of these are sponsored. If you want to be a sponsor, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> but they are Bumble BFF, Peanut is great for new moms, heyvina.com. It's kind of like Tinder, but for women friends. There are over 30 different life situations that you can find people. Uh, there's also BarkHappy.com for f- pet friends and find people to do dog walks with. There's also the Nextdoor app and you can find people for local events. And then there's also Facebook for online groups. Obviously, we just mentioned things for finding in-person connections, but there are online groups like um, the Spending Fasters group, which a lot of our listeners are from. And then our podcast group, lessalonepodcastgroup.com. Just post what you're looking for. And if you want to do a local meetup, um, you can also search on Instagram for your location and what you're interested in. All right. So we're going to close it out with our top takeaway until our next podcast. So that is going to be drum roll. <laughs> All about honesty. Ooh. It's good. Be honest. Be yes. vulnerable. Be honest. Have the be courage bold. to be honest. Yep. I like it. Yep. All right. right. Sounds good. So we want to hear from you. What are your top tips for making friends? Tell us about it in the Facebook group, lessalonepodcastgroup.com. And don't forget to call an email. Yay. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. You can find more about this episode and a way to connect to the community at lessalonepodcast.com. And if you like us, don't forget to subscribe and be sure to leave a review. It helps other people find us and could be just what they need.